In August of 2020, the Russian government released a classified video from the Cold War era. Grainy footage shows a flight crew and their bomber flying through blue skies. An officer with a ticking clock gives the order, and the plane drops a white parachute. It looks tiny in the distance, but this parachute is carrying Tsar Bomba, the most destructive device ever created. Its explosion is 3,000 times more powerful than the bombs dropped on Japan during World War II. It sends a dust cloud 42 miles into the sky, so high it could be seen from space. The blast, which originated on the Russian island of Severny, obliterated everything in a 20-mile radius. Its shockwaves spanned 400 miles, and as far as Norway, windows were shattered. Luckily, a device like this was never used in a populated area, but it nearly was. Welcome to Strange Archives, a journey through time to uncover the strangest events that shaped history and changed our world. I'm your host, Charlie Garcia. In 1983, the Cold War was quietly raging, and the US and Soviet Union were locked into a deadly arms race with thousands of nuclear missiles ready to launch on a moment's notice. What most don't know is that on one September night, a single glitch brought the Soviet Union within minutes of unleashing its nuclear missiles on the United States. The Russian government hid the incident for years. Now, we're telling the story of the near disaster and the unlikely hero at the center of it. It was a cold evening on Monday, September 26, 1983. Stanislav Petrov, a lieutenant colonel of the Soviet Air Force, walked past a group of guards and through the heavy metal doors of a building called the Early Warning Defense Center, deep in the heart of a secret military base hidden away in a remote region of Russia. This base was unknown to most in the Soviet military, let alone any Americans. He and his team were monitoring a group of satellites flying 50,000 feet over the Earth, with their gaze fixed directly on the United States. Russian intelligence was keenly aware of the sites where the U.S. military held their nuclear missiles, and they made sure to watch these around the clock, alert and ready to respond at a moment's notice. The world was in the midst of a Cold War, an ideological clash of civilizations that led to a massive buildup of arms and power between the U.S. and Soviet Union. These two giants had built up enough destructive capacity to annihilate the world a thousand times over. And by 1983, the tensions that had been building for over 30 years were coming to a dangerous head. They are the focus of evil in the modern world. I would rather see my little girls die now than have them grow up under communism and one day die no longer believing in God. President Ronald Reagan had changed the tone of the Cold War through a massive increase in military spending 
and the introduction of the new Strategic Defense Initiative, a.k.a. Star Wars. This missile system was designed to shoot down enemy rockets before they ever touched ground. Up until now, it was assumed that an attack by either country would result in the destruction of both. But now, with this new technology, the U.S. had a clear advantage, and it deeply concerned Soviet leaders, who became convinced an attack was coming. And the U.S. played on these Soviet fears using so-called psychological operations. According to one former U.S. official, a squadron would fly straight at Soviet airspace, and their radars would light up and units go on alert. Then, at the last minute, the squadron would peel off and return home. America was waging a new kind of battle, a mental war, probing the Soviet defenses for weak points, provoking them, and constantly keeping them guessing. And it worked. The USSR became erratic, nervous, and started making mistakes. The Boeing 747 with 240 passengers and 29 crew was flying between New York and the Korean capital Seoul. First word something was amiss came when the jumbo disappeared off Japanese radar. At 18.26 hours, the Soviet pilot reported that he fired a missile and the target was destroyed. Fellow Americans, I'm coming before you tonight about the Korean airline massacre the attack by the Soviet Union against 269 innocent men. The USSR, in its paranoid state, had shot down a civilian plane, killing 269 passengers. Tensions between the two nations were reaching a boiling point, and innocent people were getting caught in the middle. But while the world was still taking in news of the tragedy, another crisis was brewing in that remote military base in Russia right under the watch of Stanislav Petrov, and his decisions would impact everyone. Lieutenant Colonel Petrov wasn't even scheduled to work this particular evening. He was covering for a sick coworker and had accepted the shift at the last minute. Stranger still is that he didn't normally work at the command center. As a trained computer engineer, Petrov spent most of his time working through software glitches. But this night, he would come across a very different kind of glitch. 8 p.m., Petrov clocked into his 12-hour shift for what felt like just another night on the job. The control room was similar to what you might see in an old NASA video. Machinery steadily humming, rows of operators staring into dimly lit screens. That night, Like every other, their job was to watch the sky for missiles. All those buzzing, humming screens were monitoring satellites over the U.S. And all the soldiers working at the command center were there to make sure that if the Americans attacked, they would be ready to respond. Just after midnight, without warning, an alarm erupted, shattering the calm evening. Screens lit up in bold letters, Zapuskat, the Russian word for launch. According to the computers, the U.S. had just launched a nuclear missile. Everyone in the control center had trained for this moment. They knew that they only had minutes to respond. 
and they knew the consequences of their actions could be catastrophic. All eyes looked to Petrov, waiting for orders. It's a false alarm, Petrov thought and hoped as he shouted commands, ordering the team to verify every piece of information. They double and triple checked, desperately looking for errors, but all signs pointed to normal. The system was functioning properly. No glitches detected. Petrov tried to appear calm, but he was terrified. And he said he felt like he was sitting in a hot frying pan. He became dizzy and couldn't feel his legs. He held a phone in one hand and a radio in the other, desperately trying to absorb the incoming information and holding on to a glimmer of hope that this was just a malfunction, not a war. A missile fired from the American Midwest could reach the USSR in 25 minutes, and Petrov had already spent 10. But protocol required 30 separate steps to confirm an enemy launch. So with the weight of the world on their shoulders, the team began checking off steps, one by one. And as they did, the sirens began blaring again, telling that the US had just launched a second missile heading towards Russia, then a third, a fourth, and a fifth. It was a catch-22. Report a strike, start a nuclear war. Report a false alarm, risk losing that war. As the commanding officer, it was Petrov's responsibility to report the attack. But if he did, he knew that no one would question it. Once he gave the green light, it would start a chain of events that led to a devastating conclusion. But Petrov wasn't just another soldier. He was a computer engineer who had helped build the machines at the heart of the command center. To the average person, technology may seem infallibly correct. But the ones who built that technology know its limitations. And Petrov didn't have the same confidence in the warning systems that his fellow officers did. He suspected, somehow, that something was wrong. After all, if the U.S. was going to turn the Cold War hot, why would they do it with only five missiles, when they had enough to destroy the USSR ten times over? Finally, the 29th check was complete. Just one step left. Visual confirmation of the missiles. A rocket streaking through the night sky is an amazing and beautiful sight, one that's hard to miss. But... Operators of the spy satellites saw no visual indication of a launch, nor had any of the undercover agents in the American Midwest. The choice was up to Petrov, and time was running out. He had to make a decision. Thinking of the millions of lives at stake, and knowing it was a 50-50 chance of being right, the lieutenant colonel decided to wait, either for the impact of a missile or for assurance that this was, in fact, a false alarm. Six more tense minutes passed with no updates, no confirmation that he'd made the right choice. He could only wait to see if the gamble paid off. As the countdown continued, no one spoke in the control room, but the clock kept ticking. And after six minutes were up, a sense of relief filled the room. If the US had launched an attack, they would know it by now. But as Petrov had suspected, those missiles didn't exist. 
Though alarms continued to blare in the control center, all else was silent through Russia that night. The satellites used to detect a launch made their calculations by watching the curvature of the planet. Any missile would appear silhouetted against the black background of space and be easily detected. However, as analysts later discovered, a rare solar flare caused sunlight over the U.S. to reflect off the clouds and into the satellite's lens, triggering the alarm. It was all one big glitch. Petrov's decisive inaction had paid off, but of course, no good deed goes unpunished. Though he was initially praised and promised a reward, it never came. The glitch embarrassed Soviet high command, and Petrov became a scapegoat. He was demoted, humiliated, and eventually suffered a nervous breakdown and left the military altogether. The former lieutenant colonel spent years in squalor, his pension cut back, and his training useless as the Soviet Union collapsed. And the story of this averted apocalypse was closely guarded as a state secret until it was finally revealed after the fall of the Berlin Wall. Historian Taylor Downing wrote, By the time the first journalists got to Petrov, he was living a wretched life in a tower block of a Moscow suburb. But on the black and white television set, in his tiny apartment, there was a small glass statue of a globe, inscribed with a few words from Kofi Annan, the Secretary General of the United Nations, to Stanislav Petrov, the man who saved the world. Thank you for listening to this episode of Strange Archives. To hear more episodes, you can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you liked what you heard, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us reach new listeners. Each episode is based on a true story, and we strive to be historically accurate in every story that we tell. Our scene dramatizations are based on research, but in most cases, the exact words and situations are lost to time. Strange Archives is produced by Progress Pop, a nonprofit news organization providing our audience with reporting on a wide range of national issues. We focus on stories that make life pop. You can follow Progress Pop on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook. This episode was produced, edited, and sound designed by me, Charlie Garcia. It was written by Noor Al-Sabai. Research by Lauren Borders and Ricky Velez. Music by Julian Blackmore. Additional support from Elizabeth Frank, David Elman, and Noor Al-Sabai.